broken for some reason and i need to fix it i I stopped having a to-do list app (laughs) i discovered that todoist which is the app i use lets you do subtasks so now i can be like all right i need to do these lessons okay this is what like and the individual components that make up the lesson it's very nice and then i color code everything that's just a lot of time though like Ah, definitely that's why i had that's why i had to get rid of my to-do list app because it was taking me more time to put the things on the to-do list than was probably necessary. And in the end, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I could probably just write one on paper. <laughs> Job done. Let's go. Yeah. Otherwise, I get like, I'll forget very small things and then I'll get anxiety about all the stuff I have to do. So I have to like keep it very specific. I mean, I just live with that anxiety, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I could do something about that, but I forgot it. And now here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I do have like 10 different colored pens. I got two different pen sets for Christmas, so now I'm like, I could just color code on paper if I want to. Have some old notebooks. Got a real nice fountain pen from my bestie best friend for my 30th birthday with purple ink in it. Ooh. And I use it for uh, attendance so that I can see the difference between the paper and the pen. Right, yeah. So it's really obvious for me to see, but yeah. No one's allowed to touch that pen. That's my pen. We used to do that in pharmacy. All the text would write in purple so that we could tell when a pharmacist wrote something versus a tech. I used to do, the school I used to work at in England, we had a bunch of different colored pens for different things. So if the kids were correcting their own work, they'd write in green. Oh no, they'd write in red. If another kid was correcting their work, they'd write in green. <laughs> and if I was correcting the work, it was in purple. And we called it the purple pen of power. <laughs> So it was the green pen of guidance, the red pen of reflection, and the purple pen of power. That's awesome. That's adorable. So the kids would, so when you wanted them to edit, you'd be like, okay, get out your green pen of guidance, uh, swap your your page with the person next to you, and we're just going to spend 10 minutes rereading, making helpful notes, changing punctuation. It was really nice. It really cut down on grading time, to be fair. Yeah. Because the kids had already done it, like... It was very good. I do do miss the green pen of guidance. If I ever teach like AP English, definitely going to do that so that students, so I don't have to grade a million essays. Oh yeah. It took grading time down from like 10 minutes an essay to about five minutes an essay. You can just kind of skim. Yeah. You, you skim over what the other kid has said and then you're like, actually they're not right there. Yeah. Um, And then the child who you, whose work you're grading has already reflected on it and made changes. So you can just then ask a question and be like, okay, so you made this change. What would happen if you made the same change in this paragraph? So instead of you just telling them how to do it, they would then have to go back and answer the question. Mm -hmm. It was way better. It was really good. Yeah, that's why I like grading essays on the computer because I just have a bank. So I have like a chart with different feedback based on where in the essay it is. So like a bunch of thesis statement feedback and I just copy and paste. It's a huge time saver, um, especially teaching freshmen. They write like an, a page or a page and a half essay, and I can get right. I can get an essay done in like a minute if I'm really hustling. Yeah, shout out to my old boss because <laughs> uh, she was always thinking of ways to make our feedback useful and yet 
Uh, less time consuming yeah well hello and welcome to are you serious a journey through bad reddit relationships i am morgan i'm esme and i think this is episode 43 correct hooray i'm getting good at counting 41 39 i think we got wrong but i forgot to go back and change it so it's just gonna be a thing where we all know that i'm bad at maths so we just have to accept it and move on yeah, well, not not to mention like remembering. <laughs> I know my memory is so terrible. I have just spent about five minutes freaking myself out trying to remind myself what my big sister's birthday is, <laughs> which I know, but now I'm second guessing myself. So yeah, I got a speaking of in like on paper lists and things. I, I get always get a wall calendar every year and just write everybody's uh, birthdays down. It's been a couple of years since I've done that. We have a calendar this year, um, but I just, numbers are difficult for me and I don't remember them very well. Yeah, well, my complication is that my husband doesn't remember his, he pretends not to remember his family members' birthdays to mess with them and then it actually means that he can't remember their birthday. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure what happened is he couldn't remember, pretended like he was messing with them and <laughs> now it's a whole bit. So I need to like actually call them and be like, when is your birthday, please? Yeah, we got, I have a lot of February birthdays to deal with. My big sister, her son, my half brother <laughs> all have birthdays around the same time. Mm -hmm. It's very stressful. <laughs> I think we have three as well. Especially it's like, I have to go to the post office. Bleh. Oh yeah. Especially international post. Oh yeah, gosh. I have to remember three weeks in advance. <laughs> and if I don't, they're not getting a card. And then I feel terrible. I have to call them. I'm like, I'm very sorry. I didn't send you a card. I only just remember when your birthday is. There's always e-cards. Yeah, uh, postable is great. Just FYI. But I'm sure it's better than the ones that my mother-in-law sends, who doesn't listen to this podcast. But she sends these like very boomerish, oh, like humor, humor cards. They're they're like some old, like a dog is running around in a field, and it has this like very old-fashioned music, and it's just like. 45 second long card that you have to watch this like little short of a dog like finding flowers and bringing them inside and then making a bouquet for someone whose birthday it is it's like i don't have time for this <laughs> i didn't know you could do like freaking actual video cards that's insane yeah i'm not gonna say the name of it because nobody should be inflicted with those <laughs> I'm kind of curious now. I'll, I'll show you after yeah, I probably oh, have do. one in my trash, but it's just the most boomer shit. <laughs> Bless them. They yes, try hard. Yes. Bless their hearts. Well, this first post I have today is, um, I think I posted it on the Twitter already, but I think it was worth the discussion. There are no ages because it's not important. The title is, am I the asshole for having purse slimes? Purse limes. Limes in her purse. Oh, I thought thought you said purse slime. <laughs> and I was like, what what would that entail? Like because that sounds nasty. Ew. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, limes in her purse. I don't know. That seems very forward thinking. Yeah, I know, right? I love a GNT. Sometimes there isn't a good lime. Yeah, exactly. I should start carrying limes around. Ex this this is the only logical response to this problem right and like almost every place will have a lemon but not always limes yeah most people have lemons in their fridges and you say oh do you have a lemon it's like yeah but if you go oh do you have a lime it's like oh is lemon okay <laughs> no 
Yeah, essentially, that's that's her issue. She says, I really like limes. I like them on food and alcohol and in place of where someone might serve a lemon wedge. When I was a kid, my dad always ordered lime with his iced tea instead of lemon. It was always an ordeal. Either the restaurant would not have lime wedges or it would be lost in communication and they'd end up bringing lemons by mistake. He was never rude about it, but it was always a bit annoying. What restaurant? Hang on a second. What restaurant doesn't have a goddamn lime? I feel like a lot of places would just get lemons and call it a day. I've worked at a couple of pubs in England and no, we have lots of limes. Anywhere where you're serving alcohol. Limes, yeah. You should have a lime. Especially like here, every all the Mexican restaurants have them, obviously. Right. That's kind of crazy. Recently, I made a new friend. He invited me over for beers and I brought my preferred beer. I had just gone to the grocery store, so I threw a whole bag of limes in my purse before heading over. Good thing I did, too, because he didn't have any and beer without limes is just gross. Fair. He was delighted when I pulled out my purse limes. I told him the above story about my dad and he said, you just solved that problem. Just carry some with you. So I did. I started carrying purse limes. This leads me to my am I the asshole question. I was out to dinner with a family member at a fast casual restaurant. I asked for lime wedges, and when the waitress informed me that the restaurant did not have limes, I just pulled out a purse lime and cut a wedge and put the remainder back in a small Tupperware in my purse. <laughs> I mean, this is this is amazing problem-solving, like, acumen here. I'm very impressed. I still just can't believe that restaurants don't have limes. This is bothering me more than the purse limes. <laughs> My family member looked at me like I had two heads and I s- and said I was trashy and embarrassing and that I shouldn't what? carry purse limes. I told her that I wouldn't use my purse limes around her anymore, but she still had a problem with the fact that I have them. So Reddit, am I the asshole for my purse limes? Purse limes. Purse limes. <laughs> purse limes sounds like every every purse should come with a holder for, for a lime Tupperware. I like how she just has the Tupperware. And owns it. So smart. Like, this is amazing just forward planning here. It's like, well, if I cut the lime, I'm going to get lime inside my purse. So I need a Tupperware. This is very smart. I admire this woman. And I I feel like the way I was raised, I would think that this was trashy. Like, bringing something, bringing anything to a restaurant ever would be considered trashy. But she asked and they didn't have them. Right. And that's going to prevent her from enjoying her meal. Is it worse that she brought a lime out of her purse or that she could have made a huge deal about it? Yeah. Like, if, if given those two options, what would you prefer? Like, I would just be happy that she didn't make a big deal out of it and yell about not having limes. Right. She just solved the problem. I would give zero shits. It's not like you pay for limes at a restaurant. Yeah, it's... You know, they offer you free lemon wedges with every drink. So, you know, it's just a case of mind your own business. It's got nothing to do with you, really. Like, what does it matter if she chucked a lime in a restaurant? I mean, if it was... Okay, I could see if it was with it being a problem, if it was something larger that required bigger implements to, to serve. Yeah? Like a grapefruit. If someone was carrying around goddamn grapefruits in their bag, and then... They get to the restaurant like, oh, do you have some grapefruit for my beer? No. Well, then I need like a meat cleaver to chop this <laughs> bastard open. That would be a problem. But it's a lime. Like, if the lime is soft enough, you can cut it with a butter knife. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And I feel like like if it was like condiments. It's not It's not like she's insulting the restaurant in any way no. by like, I need to bring my own whatever. Like, what if, 
what about people with like dietary restrictions who need to bring their own like seasonings, which is a thing? And it's not like she asked for Coke and they said, "Is Pepsi okay?" And she scoffed and like brought out a whole can yeah, of Pepsi. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like or Coke. Not that I would fault her for that. She wasn't doing it to be awkward or to like prove a point. She was just like, "Oh well, never mind. I have a lime in my bag." Yeah. Let me just get it out. Yeah, it's it's so innocuous and. I mean, everybody sucks here for going to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now. This is one week ago. You don't bat an eye when someone brings out baby food in a restaurant. Right, right, exactly. Like, I've had loads of occasions when I was in the pub. So in England, um, if you, you can bring babies into, into bars and pubs before a certain time so that you can eat, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had loads of occasions where people would say, well, do you have, like, baby options? And I'd say, no. But I can offer you, like, some soup, or, you know, we can give you some slightly chilled soup, and then that should be good. And they just go, oh, no, it's all right, I've got my own, do you have a microwave? Like, that's not an insult, that's, like, somebody somebody got to eat, somebody wants to enjoy their meal without having to worry about what their baby's going to eat, like, right. it's not a big deal. Like, you're not going to starve your baby. Right. It would be an issue if it was, like, a sanitary concern, like a cross-contamination concern. So if someone, like, brings out a bag of nuts... Oh, yeah. In the pub that you haven't bought from the pub. It's like, mm, yeah, can you put those cashews away, please? Because we don't know who's allergic. Like, you can't you can't be chilling with that at the, at the table. Just a fish. Slaps a fish yeah, onto the table. Fish. Starts making sushi. <laughs> Couple of prawns. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's not a big deal. And continue with your purse lime innovation, you maverick. Right, this is such a manufactured issue. Like, it's not a problem to anyone. It's not costing the restaurant money. It's not, she's not yelling at anybody. She solved her own problem quietly. This is another of those situations where, oh, this person has a character trait. <laughs> and it is it is unnerving to me. That, mean, that means it must be trashy because I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. Keep living your life. This actually got removed because there wasn't enough conflict on Emma the Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, not spicy enough. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, not the asshole. Dumb. Oh my god, that's so stupid. Okay, so it's bad husband day. Oh no. Bad husband, bad dad, bad husband, dad day. Although I do have one about a mom if we want to skip ahead to that one. I think I think we should just, we should do bad dads this week, bad husbands and dads this week, bad moms next week. There you go. Then we've got theme, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking about the content with a capital C, Morgan. Call it bad dads week. Oh, bad dads week. Oh my god, helicopter, go away. <laughs> Nobody wants you here. Helicopter, you're a bad dad. You're not my real dad, helicopter. <laughs> Talk about a helicopter parent, am I right? Hey. <laughs> Well, now I have to leave in the helicopter content for that joke to make sense. <laughs> They're probably looking for a lost dog or something. Looking for weather, I guess. In California, they're like, no, where we is a shortage it? of weather. Where is it? We must go into the clouds. We're going to need a high-speed jet for that. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, okay, so OP doesn't have his, but his daughter is five. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter that she would be getting a bob cut if she couldn't manage her own hair? At five. At five. Now, I'm just thinking about what my hair was like at five. I have very unruly hair. Yeah, I could not manage that by myself. It was also very long. So I also did get a bad bob cut when I was like 11 and it ruined my life. (laughs) So this is a... Hitting hard yeah. for me right now. I had waist length hair and then I went and visited my aunt for like two weeks. 
And so my hair got all tangled and I had to chop it up to my shoulders. And uh, it's never been that long since. Oh, I took mine to my brow line. Oh, geez. Yeah. (laughs) From touching my butt to just above my eyebrows, it was hideous. It was very bad. My mom just did like a Mulan where she just like chopped it off in one go. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty metal. (laughs) It's about the same like length as Mulan's, I guess, too. So there you go. Anyway, so this gets bad really immediately. My wife, my daughter's mother, passed away recently. Before she passed away, my wife would always do our daughter's hair. She has long hair that goes down to the middle of her back. My wife would often braid our daughter's hair or put it in a ponytail or style it if left loose. I'm a guy who has almost always had short hair. I had long hair for one or two years when I was a baby, my parents' choice, and my mother always did my hair then, not my father. Since the age of three, I've always had short hair and never grown it out, so I don't really have experience dealing with and styling long hair. The funeral rituals ended a few days ago. During the funeral, my mother-in-law did my daughter's hair, but now she has gone back home. She lives in another country. My daughter came up to me and asked if I would braid her hair before school today, just like her mother used to. Her school is partially online and partially in person right now. I told her I didn't know how to do that and to figure it out herself. What? If she couldn't, then I would take her to get a bob cut. She started crying. Well, obviously you jerk off. This is the the best part. A bob cut, for those who don't know, is short hair. Kind of like a buzz cut or a crew cut. No, it isn't. Am I the asshole? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He knows nothing about hair. (laughs) Exactly. Like, how do you know what a bob is? Google it. Look at a YouTube video. Yeah, there are YouTube videos all over about how to braid hair. Like, it's just terrible. Five years Old. And her mom's just died. Yeah, like several days ago. And her dad says, I don't know, do it yourself or we'll just have to chop all your hair off. What an insensitive, awful thing to say. Absolute garbage man. She just wanted a little bit of normality. He could have tried. Like, just a little bonding time with his daughter. Like, oh, I don't really know how to do it, but let's try it together. Let's watch a YouTube video together and we'll try it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take ten minutes to learn how to do I bet if I went into the other room right now and asked my husband to braid my hair, he could find a Google, uh, a YouTube video really quick. Yeah. Like, it's it's not hard. And just like, at five, she's not bathing herself by herself yet. Oh, you so. would hope not. <laughs> like, you can't leave a five-year-old in the bathtub by themselves. Well, seems like he probably wouldn't care about that. Yeah, just... So, <laughs> he could take her to the hair salon, get her like split ends and whatever cut. And have them tell him about long hair care. Exactly. If he's willing to take her to the to the hairdressers to get a bob cut to make his life easier, it takes just the same amount of time to go to the salon with the child and say, hey, I know this is a problem, but my wife just passed away and I don't know how to braid my daughter's hair. Could you give me some tips on how to look after her long hair? They would do that for free, I'm sure. Yeah, they wouldn't even, it wouldn't cost them anything. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah, and people are bringing up a lot in the comments, the short video hair love, which is a, sh- oh, a yeah. short that will make you cry immediately. Basically, it's the exact same thing. This five-ish-year-old girl, her mother passes away and she's trying to do her own hair. Uh, and she's like using YouTube videos that her mom used to do, like to show how to care for hair and the dad ends up having to help her and it's very heartwarming. But like, this guy didn't even try. He's just not thinking about his daughter at all in this really traumatic time for her. Like, I get it that you lost your wife, but you have to take care of your kid 
first. Yeah. You're a parent first and foremost. Yes. You take care of your kid, find someone else to take out, like, to vent to about your own emotions because your five-year-old doesn't deserve that. Did he never watch his wife braid his daughter's hair? He never helped her, certainly. Like, my dad used to, I didn't really like my dad doing my hair because he had big, big hands and he used to pull. Mm-hmm. But he was always in the room when my mom was braiding our hair or brushing our hair or whatever sometimes he even did it himself like that's not a large ask yeah well thankfully there's two updates okay good update one i read the responses and realized i am the asshole good the best way you could have started that thank you good (laughs) thank you my daughter's long hair is something she and her mother bonded over and it would be cruel to get rid of that especially when she doesn't want me to It's similar to someone chopping my wedding ring in half, which I would be horrified of. Last night, I did a lot of research on dealing with girls' hair and checked to see what products my wife had used to care for my daughter's hair. I also watched videos and read online articles about how to braid hair. Good! This morning, I woke my daughter up a little earlier than usual. I kissed her on the forehead, apologized, and told her that I was going to braid her hair before school. She smiled and gave me a big hug, which was heartwarming. After she brushed her teeth, I washed her hair and dried it, detangled it, combed it, and braided it. My daughter was over the moon and looked beautiful. After school is over, we are going to head over to the convenience slash drugstore to buy more shampoo, conditioner, hair oil, and a new brush, and even a few cute bows, hair ties, and headbands. I told my daughter that I will do her hair every day until she is older, and that sh- and she said I am the best father ever. Aww. <laughs> and I will keep my word because I'm not just a father anymore. I'm a mother too. Mr. Mom. Okay, well, maybe that's... We don't have to... Well, you don't yeah, have to gender binary it, but okay. You know, yeah, you're just a dad, you know? <laughs> like, come on. But good on you, sir, for bucking up and accepting it, because, you know... When someone passes away, it's so easy to just think about your own emotions and your own problems and kind of push everything else away as being trivial or like, well, if I have to deal with this, then you also have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. That's your problem. It's like- so I'm glad that you managed to buck up and, you know, turn this from something potentially traumatic into some good bonding time. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him. And I love my daughter. I'm also sorry about not correctly stating what a bob cut was. I know now I, <laughs> I now know I was wrong about that as well. This has been a rough time, but my daughter and I are going to get through it together. Doing her hair this morning was a great way for us to bond. The end of update one. Good. Yeah. A man realized he was wrong and changed his ways? I mean, this doesn't happen very often on our podcast, so I think we just need to bask in that for a second. Yes. Just take a deep breath, breathe it in. I don't think he quite... Well, there's a, a second update. I don't think he quite reaches the level of the guy who realizes he shouldn't treat his kids differently because he was a dick to a five-year-old. <laughs> right. Like, you're not so much being a hero or whatever after that as making it right and fixing what yes. you broke. So yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping, like, she doesn't have issues, long-standing issues after this. Like, he's going to have to put in some work until this is okay again, you know? Right. Okay, update two is a bit longer. And he says it's one day after the original update. My daughter confided in me that she couldn't sleep much because she was terrified of losing her precious hair and that she already missed her mother. That made me want to cry. I felt so horrible. I gave my daughter a tight hug and told her she could sleep with me until she felt better and that we would get through this tough time together. She cried while hugging me, which prompted some tears to roll down my eyes as well. Like how men can't say, I also cried. I also cried. (laughs) Those tears are, they just, they happened. I don't know. Tears just happened. I don't know. They rolled down my face. I don't know where they came from. 
They're not mine. Uh, when we went to bed that night, I kissed her, told her I loved her, stroked her back, and beautifully braided her hair while hugging her and comforted her. Now, <laughs> like, braiding her hair is, like, the thing he does all the time. <laughs> yeah, now it's getting weird. I just weird. need to constantly be braiding. A-B-B, always be braiding. <laughs> She hugged me too. We both cried ourselves to sleep. Things have changed now that my wife is gone. I am only working while my daughter is in school for around five hours a day Friday. My job pays well even with the reduced work hours. I am working from home and will continue to do so even after the pandemic is over. Whenever my daughter is at home and not in an online class, all my attention is on her. I don't want her to ever feel neglected or unloved. I'm not planning on selling the house or moving closer to family. The house we live in now is where my daughter and I have many fond memories with my wife. This is the house my wife and I first brought our daughter home to from the hospital after she was born. There are great schools in the neighborhood and my daughter has lots of friends. After the pandemic, we will visit my parents and maybe even my in-laws. Um, what? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the in-laws. During the holidays, but I'm never going to give up this home. It's far too precious. Someone commented saying I might have my daughter do all the housework or remarry and have my daughter call the new woman mom. I can assure you none of that is true. My daughter does have a few responsibilities like tidying up her room and putting her dish in the dishwasher after having a meal. But I'm the one who cooks, does the dishes, takes out the trash, and cleans the house. I have doubled my responsibilities while my daughters are more or less the same. She is only a child after all. Yeah. Good job, you figured it out. Well done. I'm concerned about, I mean, obviously you want to make sure that the kid is loved and knows that she's loved, but all your attention, yeah, as soon as you're not working, is going to foster a really dependent child. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to ignore her or, like, be neglectful, but make sure that she has some independent time, too. Like, she can't, she can't deal with her grief just by being around you all the time. The fact that he's saying, too, that he's not going to move closer to family and that he's like, I'm keeping this house forever. It sounds like he is now swinging way in the other direction, which like, yeah, you fucked up and now you need to fix it. But also like, you need to let go a little bit. <laughs> Dude needs grief counseling real bad. Yes. If if this is going to be indicative of how his behavior is, like wildly swinging from kind of selfish and neglectful to oh my god my daughter's so precious i can't leave her alone for 10 minutes that's like concerning concerning swing behavior yeah and like which should be addressed she's therapy. five she's not really developing that much independence yet but you can leave her alone for 20 right. minutes while you make dinner and she can play in the living room or whatever yeah, she can watch a show or whatever you know she doesn't you don't need to be up her ass all the time <laughs> Like, for want of a better phrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's a bit more on this update. I could only cook a few basic recipes such as boiled eggs, cereal, pasta, salads, and basic sandwiches before my wife passed away. I've been watching a lot of videos and reading online recipes to make healthy meals for my daughter and I now that my wife is gone. My wife has a cookbook where she wrote and pasted screenshots of her favorite recipes. I've been making a lot of those recipes too. I'm not planning to remarry it this time either. Hun, it's been like a week. It's been a week. <laughs> my wife is an incredible woman and an even better mother and no one can take the place of her. I have made my daughter know that I have, I have made my daughter know that no one will ever replace her mother. We are religious, as was my wife, so I've told my daughter to pray to her mother to get her blessings. I spoke to my sister earlier today and she told me she was proud of me for taking initiative to care for my daughter and to do her hair. 
She told me she would have cried if in my daughter's shoes too. She told me I'm an amazing father for making a lot of sacrifices and taking on new responsibilities for my daughter's happiness and success. She chuckled and wished me good luck for applying makeup on my daughter, painting her nails, and dealing with her puberty as she got older. I love my daughter and I'm willing to give up an arm and a leg for her so I will learn more about makeup and feminine hygiene soon. Even my parents are proud of me and their granddaughter. They promise that once the pandemic is over, they will come over to help out a bit, which I am extremely grateful for. My father told me that my mother was there to do all the girly things with my sister and that he could take it easy. He's proud of me for becoming Mr. Mom. My in-laws view me as their son slash brother. They're glad their granddaughter is now well taken care of even without her mother. My daughter talks to her maternal and paternal grandparents on the phone every day. Every day. I do my daughter's long hair twice a day, once in the morning and once at night before bed. I wash her hair twice a week too. That's good. That's okay. good. Yeah, that's good. Good routine. I can braid and do ponytails now, and the both of us will be finding new hairstyles for my daughter to try out soon. I am very gentle with my daughter's hair. I brush it slowly and gently. I don't ever want to hurt her. One of my friends actually teased me for doing a woman's job by taking care of my daughter's hair and girly needs. Who are these people? I've cut him out of my life for good. <laughs> this feels like, like more than a day. Yeah, this is not a day. Also, even my parents are proud of me. That's really stuck in my brain. Mm. Like, they weren't proud of you before? What were you doing? Yeah, I don't know what he necessarily means by that. It might be translation, mm -hmm. but that seems that's a weird way to put it. Yeah. Even my parents are proud of me. Like, it, we, we are learning a lot about why he felt like it wasn't important, though. Right, yeah, for sure. A little bit more. Things may have been tough, but the comments on this post made me reflect and realize I need to step up big time. And I am. I'm going to comfort my daughter, protect her, care for all her needs. <laughs> See, you're just being too intense. And be an involved parent in all aspects of her life. I know I'll always be there for her. As long as I'm alive, my daughter's happiness and success is going to be what my life revolves around. I may not have a lot of me time until my daughter is an adult, but I don't care. The us time we have together is far more precious. The end. Um... Okay, so sometimes this happens when parents become single parents for whatever reason, where they're like, my life is my children and I can't have anything because I I am the only thing that their happiness depends on. Yeah. And that is not healthy either. I There was a post earlier this week about a couple, they'd had a child 18 months before. And the, the title of the post was something like, I'm jealous of how much my husband loves our daughter. Zoinks. And it came, no, it came out in the comments that he was a previous alcoholic. He's a recovering alcoholic. And one of the things that happens when you kind of come out of addiction is often you have to find something else to be obsessed about mm -hmm. to replace the addiction. So when he found out that his wife was pregnant, he got off the booze, but now he's addicted to his daughter. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, neither of those behaviors obviously are healthy. One of them being too involved in your parents in your child's life is almost as affecting as being not involved in your child's life. Right. Like being a helicopter parent is right. is much worse than being a or not much worse, but just as bad in there different are, ways as yeah. being neglectful. Yeah. Cuz you if you're meddling in every single aspect of their life and pushing the narrative, oh, my sweet baby child can't ever do anything wrong. It must be this person's fault, that person's fault, etc., etc., etc. Right. I can fix it. Daddy can fix it. Like, that child's not going to learn any way to fend for themselves. Yeah. What I'm hoping is that he just is... He's doing a, a big spike of overconfidence. 
overcompensating because of the way he behaved. And it's going to just kind of even out after a while. Hopefully. And like, obviously, they're both grieving. They need to bond, you know, and because it sounds like he wasn't very involved. And they need to come up with a routine and then things will kind of normalize, especially after the pandemic is over. Right. It does make sense that in that aspect, she is talking to her grandparents twice a day because... Yes. Because, you know, five-year-olds need socialization and not just with one person. Yes. So... Well, I hope everything kind of works out for the best for them and he cools his jets just a touch. But I'm glad that he is focusing on being involved and there for her and learning, educating himself. That's really important. Um, We've read too many posts on this podcast about men who don't know anything about female puberty or anything <laughs> like that so yeah and it sounds like he's he's trying and he's probably doing his best probably this huge effort you know once like i said it'll peter out a little bit and not in like a bad way but in like a, a normal way you know don't want him to burn himself out yeah exactly so hopefully this is good all right now i haven't read this next post uh but i read the title and was like well, I need to save this immediately. <laughs> Let's see. There's uh wife is just turned to 45. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume that he's about the same age. Wait, watch. We find out he's like 60 and they've been together for 25 <laughs> years. Am I the asshole for taking a much needed vacation in the middle of my wife's grief? Oh, no. This is the bad, the bad husband. I feel tired already. <laughs> Exhausted. <laughs> Exhausted just thinking about this man. And this one has a great first line, too. At around 6 p.m. Tuesday night, my mother-in-law died. Ugh. Just, okay, this is from 22 hours ago, so this was, like, this week. Oh, dear. <sighs> Both this post and the last post have, like, a ton of you're an asshole awards, which you can give on Reddit to be, like, look at this dick <laughs> over here. So, doctors had discovered that she had an inoperable brain tumor around five months ago, and we pretty much knew <sighs> there was no hope. My mother-in-law had been in hospice, and it was a good facility, but my wife still went into total zombie mode. So it's been five months of nonstop work and no affection or appreciation for any of my efforts. Oh my god. My wife does nothing but eat prepackaged microwave meals, so I have to cook dinner for our 15-year-old daughter. She never makes an effort, to the point of wearing sweats, even to work. And worst of all, she went from showering every day to maybe twice a week. God, I hate him. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. Your wife's depressed, dude. My daughter made my wife a cake for her 45th birthday three and a half months ago. I knew that my 45th birthday, which was yesterday, would be given no attention because doctors had said again that this was the end and my wife has done nothing but cry when she hears that. Oh my God. (laughs) It's the worst. Oh my God. How entitled can you be? I called some of my family and friends who all live in Arizona and they said I deserve to have a good birthday. So I agreed to go back home for the week to celebrate and catch up. My wife got furious when she heard I was going and she started begging and crying that she would control her outward expressions of depression and grief if I stayed and said that she felt it was true this time even though we have had like four false alarms regarding her mother before. This guy's ass. In addition, her mother and I have never been close and I know I don't land anywhere close to the top of people she wants to see before she passes. Well, I wonder fucking why, my dude. It's a mystery for the ages. (laughs) Oh my god. 
My wife said she'll work to be less distant and does not care if we lose the money if I had already booked the plane ticket. I told my wife that I didn't need her to pretend to act less distant and I know she's grieving in a way I've never grieved before, but that I was no help to her right now and was so fatigued that I needed a break. What are you doing? That you're fatigued. fatigued from what? Looking at your wife in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Being aggrieved because your wife is sad. Like, I guess that must be exhausting, you absolute asshole. You're so not hot anymore that it makes me tired. <laughs> so I ended up flying down to Arizona on Tuesday night, and I get the call that my mother-in-law had passed from my daughter. Oh my god. She said she's staying at her best friend's house, and she's perfectly fine. So I assume that means the daughter. However, my wife Mm -hmm. texts me and says I betrayed our wedding vows. I asked if I should come back when we were expecting a lot of old family friends for my birthday. And my return flight is on Sunday. Oh my god. My wife says to do whatever I want. And that if I'm expecting my old workout every day and dresses up every day wife back when I come home, I will be disappointed. Am I the asshole for taking this trip because I needed to do something for myself or else I'd go crazy? I will be flying back on Sunday, but I know my wife will be barring me from helping with the funeral. What? The fuck is the matter with you? Well, I know my wife's going to be barring me from the funeral, so what even the fucking point is going? (laughs) Just, oh, so selfish. So selfish. How? Oh, my wife, my wife isn't working out or looking nice anymore because her mother is dying from an inoperable brain tumor. I'm just going to put him on the asshole of the year contenders, excuse me. It's just boring and tedious and, oh, I'm so fed up and she doesn't even like me, so why should I be sad? (laughs) Yeah, that that's a... My mother-in-law didn't even like me, so I guess I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I, I wonder why she didn't like you. Like, it's not... Knobhead. It's not necessarily an asshole move to have that kind of moment where you're just like, I, I feel like I need to get out of here because, like, I... Everybody's stressed out and I'm emotionally exhausted from caring emotionally for someone else, which he's not doing. But then you You take a walk. Fly to Arizona. Yeah, you take a walk and you come back in 30 minutes. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Nobody was going to celebrate my birthday, so I had to leave. Where? Absolute douchebag. I hate it. And like, (laughs) and like, my wife has to eat microwave dinners. And so I have to make dinner for our child. It's like, oh, but why don't you make you. dinner for everybody? She shouldn't have to do shit. You and daughter should be cleaning the house, mostly you. But, you know, the daughter can help too if she's 15. But the thing the thing that is kind of not even most outrageous, one of the outrageous things that stood out to me. Oh, we had so many false alarms from the hospice. Yeah, because you can't time dying. (laughs) Sorry her death wasn't more convenient for you. Yeah, sorry that was, like, not on schedule. (laughs) And just, like, yeah, your daughter had to make your wife a birthday cake. You didn't even do anything for her birthday. And then you're upset that nobody was going to do anything for your birthday when you didn't even lift a finger to make a cake for your wife, who is grieving. Right? And, and like, it's especially hard because we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's lucky that she was... She probably isn't even able to, like, spend time with her mom like she wants to because if she's going through, you know, any kind of treatment at all, which it doesn't really sound like she did, but... Yeah, if you're in hospice, probably not. Hospice, for those who don't know, is... It's, like, end-of-life care basically designed in the last couple of weeks, usually, of someone's life to make them as comfortable as possible. Yeah. It's not a place where anybody's, you know, coming out of with miraculously cured, you know? Yeah. It's... That's basically it. We have, in like my career, 
quote unquote, in pharmacy, we had one time a patient came out of hospice. Damn. Yeah. It's when there's no other option, essentially. Another thing is that he's having a bunch of people fly in for a big party uh, during the pandemic. Just every single part of this is just more another sprinkle on the asshole cake. <laughs> God, how can you be so stupid? Willfully stupid. Like, oh, she's wearing sweatpants every day. She's not working out and she's eating microwave meals. Ding, ding, ding. Your wife is likely depressed. Which, like, that's natural and normal if you're... You find out five months ago that your mother is going to pass away and your husband is not supporting you at all. Your 15-year-old daughter is giving you more emotional support than your husband. Yeah, she's going to be extra depressed because you're not helping support her in a difficult time. But think of what this is doing to the kid too. Right. She's the person who had to call the dad. To say, hi, grandma's passed away. Yeah. Because relations between him and his wife are so terrible right now that she couldn't bring herself to call him and tell him. Yeah. That's rough. Like, that shouldn't be her responsibility. No. I hope that the wife, it sounds like she's realizing what kind of person she's married to, and I hope she divorces him. Because it's... This is another one of those cases. It's better to be alone than with this asshole. Like, he's emotionally, like, draining to be around, it sounds like. Doesn't have a shred of empathy. Nowhere. He says he says one sentence that's maybe slightly empathetic. I told my wife I didn't need her to pretend to act less distance, and I know she's grieving in a way I've never grieved before. Well, you don't, though, do you? You don't know that. You're witnessing that, but you don't know that. That's two different things. Yeah. You're witnessing how it's an inconvenience for you for your wife to be grieving. Right, exactly. Because then he goes on to say, I was no help to her right now and was so fatigued I needed a break. You're, you can help by doing things. God. Like someone I know's mother just passed away and we're pitching in to get them a cleaning service to come in and clean the, right. the their house, the mother's house. And it's like, you can do that by, listen, all t we'll take care of all the chores, you know, pitch in a little bit more and then you don't have to do as much. But instead he's complaining that she's not looking hot enough for him. Ridiculous. Order fu fucking flowers, my dude. Like that doesn't take 10 minutes. <sighs> yeah, not to mention, like, it sounds like he's making dinner for the daughter, but not, but not the, wife. the wife. I have to make dinner for my daughter, which I created. Google how to make a fucking casserole, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stew. Stew is your best friend. Right? Exactly. Throw it in the pot, leave it alone. You can eat it for six days. Exactly. And then, and then she can, instead of making microwave meals, have, like, leftovers. Have hearty homemade stew that her loving husband made for her Ugh, this is don't just fuck off to arizona god don't come back she's this close to saying don't come back i would have told him not to come back absolutely and she doesn't have to do the emotional labor right now of standing up to him and telling him to fuck all the way off but like god damn i know she will bar me from helping with the funeral were you going to help with the funeral you weren't gonna help anyway it doesn't sound like you were it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna help you in any way to help with the funeral so why would you have helped um someone said i kind of feel like there's something missing from this story and someone replied yes it's op's humanity that's what's missing <laughs> he hasn't made any comments yeah i hope he's crawled off with his tail between his legs yeah i hope so he was obviously deemed the asshole damn <laughs> 
Yeah, at first I thought you were saying it had been five months since her mother died, which is what I thought as well. But now I see that she was in hospice for five months and she died a few days ago. She died the day he flew. He was on a plane, probably. Right. When she passed away. like Ready to celebrate his birthday, which his mean and awful wife wasn't even thinking about. He wasn't top priority. Celebrate your birthday, if you even. Right, especially when you're 45. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> what 45-year-old is so immature that they're like... Where my birthday? Yeah, right? Like, I want cake and presents at a party. Honestly, if you really, like, put your mom, like, set up a nice... Or not your mom, your wife. Set up a nice night for her, you know. Make sure that they have dinner and, you know, a movie to watch or whatever, and then go out with a friend if you really want to do that. But, like, the childishness and selfishness is beyond the pale, the likes of which we have not seen before. It's just so inhumane. Like, (laughs) I don't even understand how you could think that out of everything in the world that is happening, your birthday is such top priority that you would abandon your wife whose mother is dying to go in a pandemic to Arizona? Yeah. What's even in Arizona? I don't know anything about Arizona. I'm really sorry if there are people who listen from Arizona, but I'm pretty sure it's just desert. The Grand Canyon. Yeah, desert. Desert. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. It's sand. Sand and rocks. So, I'm sure Arizona is lovely. Please don't at me. I just have never been. It's not a place I would choose to go if my mother-in-law was passing away. (laughs) God damn. Yeah. So, he can go fuck himself. Biggest (laughs) asshole contender. You will see him on the brackets later. (laughs) All right. So, this next one is a little odd. Okay. OP is 27 and her quote-unquote partner is 31. Who we will call Pierce. Okay. My partner has faked a medical emergency each time I try to leave. How can I safely leave? Safe for myself and safe for him. Faked a medical... What, a heart attack? It looks like, yeah. Damn. Okay, so first, it was a major depressive episode. The most believable, but he never spoke about having mental health issues. Second, it was a car wreck. There was no physical evidence of car damage and tons of holes in the medical story. No hospital discharge paperwork. Third, it was a heart attack. Again, holes in medical story and no discharge paperwork. I don't know how to leave that will be safe for both of us. He seems unstable. Any advice on how to leave in such a way that he doesn't feel the need to fake another event or something happening for real? That's it. Damn. Call the police? Like, yeah. (laughs) That's the only thing I can think of, really. If you're frightened that somebody's going to hurt themselves when you leave, then you should probably call the police and have them, you know, just sitting in the street when you go. Yeah, this is a 31-year-old man, but, you know, call his mom. <laughs> That's Yeah, that is the other thing you should do. Um, have a family member of theirs on standby. Because if it's true and they are going to hurt themselves, you can't just leave them on their own. But at the same time, that's not your responsibility. It is not. It is absolutely not. If you want to make yourself feel better, you can talk to one of his friends, relatives, or call someone. But you do not, you're not responsible for this 31-year-old man. Right. I have heard of instances where people have, like, really threatened to hurt themselves if somebody's left. And that's kind of forced the leaving party to stay. Which is an abuse tactic. Yeah, that's a real concern. Yes. But I, I I, don't have any great insight into how you should, you know, deal with that. So some clarifications in the edits. 
Edit one, thankfully we do not live together, share finances, or have children. There are no legal ties. Bless hand emoji. <laughs> Edit two, he has called me five times since I posted this, and now there's a fake account sending me weird messages on Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah, you want to bounce. Yep. Uh, text, yeah. text someone and say, hey, can you check in on Pierce and make sure that he's fine? I'm breaking up with him because he, you know, actually don't have to. I'm breaking up with him no, and I'm worried about him. Yeah. And then block, block him, block the boyfriend mm-hmm. and put your accounts on private for a while. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think there are a couple of mental health charities which might be able to help with this situation too. Mm-hmm. Like if you call and put in a report that you're concerned about a person, they might be able to send someone out. Um don't quote me on that though. Heavily dependent on where yeah. you live. Um because I think we we have that here in a major city, but But rurally probably not. Yeah. So I've I had to do this a little bit with uh I mean he didn't like threaten to hurt himself, but he was just every time I tried to break up with him he would like start crying and be like, give me another chance. And so it took me like four times to try and break up with him. And then I eventually had to do it over Facebook Messenger because he was not listening to me. I tried to do it in person. Every time I've broken up with somebody, which is not very often, once. Yeah, same. Once. <laughs> same. Um, But I always tell people, do it in a public place. Like, it is not a good idea to break up with somebody at their home. Obviously not like a super crowded place where everybody's going to be like watching or whatever. I broke up with my boyfriend in his car at a train station so that I knew I could leave mm-hmm. and that he couldn't really, you know, do anything about it. I always get concerned when people are like, oh, I'm going over to his house to break up with him. It's like, no, you do not have to do that. Brings If you do that, you need to bring someone with you and yeah. possibly like, as long as this, as long as if he has a friend that you trust, you know, a friend for him and a friend for you, essentially. Again, th- this is if you want to, and if that will make you feel better, you are not responsible for the actions of an adult human being that you have no responsibility towards in any way. And even if he does do something, it's not your fault. In, in this instance, because now there's like weird threatening behavior towards the boyfriend, yeah, no more contact. If you do have to speak to him ever again, it should be face-to-face in a public place with witnessing parties. Yeah, you, there's no need to have any contact with him anymore. Yeah. And again, not your responsibility. I understand definitely wanting to do something to to make yourself feel better about it, but yeah. It's good that they don't live together because it means that they're not going to have to have any, you know, disputes about property or anything like that. Like, you're not going to have to go back into the house and recover, like, furniture or valuables yeah he can't like he can't hold your passport or whatever um so that is good yeah and then if he keeps messaging you keep blocking him and if he is messaging you something concerning call the police for a welfare check yeah another really good piece of advice that i have received before if somebody is calling you over and over and over and over again you can never pick up that phone. Right. Because if you pick up on the 107th ring, that's just teaching them they they have to call you 107 times. It's not going to stop them from calling you, picking up and giving them closure or whatever. Giving someone closure is not your responsibility. And often people will use that as like a a sword to hang over your head Mm -hmm. so that they can get back in contact with you to continue feeding their, uh, you know, their desire to be with you. You do not have to meet that person again. You don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to message them. And if it's tantamount to harassment, you should, you know, get harassment charges slapped on them. But 
you don't have any obligation to pick up the phone and give somebody else closure. Mm -hmm. And you also have, like, I mean, if he has stuff at your place, drop it off at his house, you know, while he's not home. Don't expect to see your stuff again, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's why also, too, calling the friend might be useful. It's like, don't talk to me. Your friend will contact me. And again, this is if he has a friend that you trust who's stable, which is not always the case. Yeah. But, and obviously, sucks to put that on someone, but also, like, you gotta be looking out for yourself. And that friend can at least be aware of it and choose whatever they want to do. Right. Yeah. She should just break up with him in front of a hospital. Be like, oh no, (laughs) here you go. (laughs) Just skip the step. (laughs) Well, every time I've tried to break up with you before, you've ended up here. So I thought we should just do it here now. <laughs> yeah, just to s- cut out the time. middleman, you know, right. save on those ambulance fees. Just in case you felt a twinge or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. You go, go right in and get checked. I think it's just very funny how he's also doing a different thing every time. <laughs> it was a car wreck. Yeah. My car's, I bought the same car, same color. It's the same. No scratches. Yeah, I just, I found a new one. That was the same car, but different car. Did did I say car wreck? I meant they ran me over. (laughs) The car was not involved. I was run over. Yeah, and it's like, she's she's saying, like, no discharge paperwork. It's like, you don't need that. You know he's lying. Bounce. Don't ask for it to prove. Don't try and, like, gotcha him and say, like, oh, I need to know that you're lying. You wanted to break up with him before all these, like, lies happened, so. Also, pointing out the flaws in somebody's obvious lie just teaches them to lie better. Yeah. So if you go, well, there's no discharge paperwork, next time. (laughs) He's gonna, like, Photoshop. He's gonna doctor some medical paperwork. Like, ah, this time, this time it was was true. I really did have bubonic plague. Um, (laughs) It's not saying covid well then right. that would keep her away so uh, no yeah that's true <laughs> don't want to say <laughs> yeah she should say she, i can't see you anymore i have covid i have covid <laughs> all right bye <laughs> see you later no i don't have any medical paperwork you don't need that apparently <laughs> you can get covid over the phone so i have to block your number sorry <laughs> <laughs> the breath travels down the tubes yes. oh god i'm sure someone in the world believes that oh god <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have Instagram, but you can probably set your account to private like you can on Twitter. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. Just That's the thing you can do. do that for a while. Or better yet, make a new one and then make that one private. Yeah, depending on yeah. your situation. As long as it's not tied to a business or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> call a friend. If he threatens anything, call the police. And it's not your problem. Man, we really have been through the bad boys club this week. Yeah. Bad boys. Bad boys in a very not good way. (laughs) Not a cool bad boys club. Not sexy bad boys. Like, really actually bad boys. Next we will uh, accumulate some... Bad girls club. Yes. It's like we've got a couple already for next week. Hell yeah. All right. My subreddit shout out this week is R. I. Bleach. Because that's needed after this. I love R. I. Bleach. (laughs) Go to R. I. Bleach. And just sort by best of all time. Very good dogs and cats. Some owls. There was a really funny ferret this week. Oh, the ferret. Which I tweeted. (laughs) It's like the sequel to Ratatouille. (laughs) And it was very, very cute. Ferratini. I was trying to think of like a good a good food to put ferret in, and I could only think of fettuccine. Yeah, there you go. That works. Oh yeah, ferratini. Let's see what the top post of our eye bleach is. Because I need that now. Let me see. Let me get it up on mine too. We can share this experience together. Yeah. Whenever I find a new subreddit or whenever I recommend subreddit for you guys, 
just go to top of all time. <laughs> and if you if if the front page currently isn't like uh, wowing you, just go to top of all time, and then you can see like the best content. Oh, it's an here we elephant. go. What's the top top? I love elephants of all time. <laughs> oh, it's an elephant. Elephants are great. Yeah, you take that hat, bud. He d- the- Put it on your own head. Yes, <laughs> so styling. Cute. And then gives him the hat back. Aww. Elephants are so smart. So smart. Very social. They don't smell. There you go. You'd think that an animal that big, hanging around in the hot sun all the time, would be stinky sweaty. No, actually, they're not. Oh, I also like the doggy taking the rawhide very gently. Oh, very gentle. Gentle baby. Oh, that dog watching the movie at the bar, also very good. <laughs> With his little mouth open. Oh my god, so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have gone to the top of all time of our bleach, so I have seen all of these before. Oh, these are all good. This uh, this um, pit bull looking dog who t- he gets a rawhide and he just takes it so gently, and then puts it down on the ground and like does a huge dance around it and is like, "Yes, I'm so excited! I have this rawhide." <laughs> the cat grabbing its owner's finger and like tucking it in. Oh, so cute. Very good. Uh, check out the one that says Doggo's polite and subtle implication he is interested in going for a walk. That one's my favorite. <laughs> His little eyes are just darting over to the leash like, hi, can I? Yeah, leash. <laughs> I have that one upvoted, even though it's from a year ago. It's very adorable. Good dogs. So there's some ducks in here. There's lots of pretty kitties. Sometimes you see some snakes. Just a heads up. If that's Oh, parrots. I love parrots. Parrots are great. I just got a parrot in um, Sea of Thieves, and oh, she's yes. a purple parrot, and her name is Fruit Loop. That's a great name for a parrot. <laughs> Thank you. Very much enjoy that. She uh, likes little scritches and never bites because it's a video game parrot. And <laughs> <laughs> Best parrot ever. Yeah. All right. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Esme underscore C underscore nose, as it knows lots of things. You can also find the podcast on Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U, Serious Podcast. And you can find me to send me your favorite thing to put limes on at Morgan underscore Slay. Tacos. Or you can send us your best, um, like, fun braids, hair braids. That are the letter for, for short curly hair, please. Yes, yeah, some of those variety uh, at r the letter u the word serious pod on Twitter or email us at r the letter u the word serious pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell people about our podcast. Just on random, unrelated Reddit posts, tweet about us. You know, tell your friends every time you see them until they start listening to us. Yes. Just badger them. That won't get annoying, I promise. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a way to bond with your friends. Absolutely. Over these horrible people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can be like, well, at least don't have to deal with that. Did you hear about the guy with all the all the uh, driving licenses? Oh, it's on my favorite podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the last thing I told you about yesterday. <laughs> I, I There's this moment where you're like, should I talk about a thing that happened on Reddit? No. Yes, always. <laughs> but if they listen to this podcast, then they'll know then all about... Talking, you're not talking about Reddit. Reddit. You're talking about a podcast, and that makes you cultured, intellectual, on the button, cool person. Yeah, especially since your friends are probably like, what's Reddit, and what does it have to do with GameStop? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'd managed to forget about that for a whole 12 hours. <laughs> Doge, by Dogecoin. <laughs> Doge. Doge.